Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, wa usalli wa usallimu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatan il-alameen, ba'athahu Allahu shahidan, wa mubashiran wa nadheera, wa da'iyan ila Allahi bi-idhnihi, wa thirajan munira. My dear respected brothers and sisters, in this short sitting, because we don't have a lot of time due to another program after Isha, I thought it would be a good idea to take some time out to revise some of the hadith of the Prophet that clearly indicate how quickly the companions would respond to the call and instructions of the Messenger My beloved brothers and sisters, we can all sit here, make many claims, right? make a lot of da'awah, saying that we love the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Anyone here, if you ask him, do you love the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Nobody in their right mind would say that I love so-and-so, or I love this person or that person, whether it is his wife or his father or his mother, more than the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We may utter it with our tongues, however, is that really the reality of how we live our lives? There is a verse in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Imam Ahmad rahmatullahi alayhi, he called Ayatul Mihna, the verse of examination. The verse of examination. You may want to call it the acid test. The verse that really puts you to the test. What was this verse? It is the verse in Surah Al-Imran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says قُلْ سَيْتَنَ مَا مُحَمَّدٍ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ If you really and truly love Allah then follow me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. The great Tabi'i Al-Hasan Al-Basri Rahmatullahi Alayhi he commented on this verse and he said زَعَمُوا أَنَّهُمْ يُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَابْتَلَاهُمُ اللَّهَ بِهَذِي الْآيَةِ Many claimed that they love Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he tested them with this verse to really and truly see what their realities are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course already knows that that teaches you where you are in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's even a very profound statement, right? Of Imam Shafi rahmatullahi alayhi, where he says, إِذَا أَرَدْتَ أَن تَعْرِفَ مَقَامَكَ فَانْظُرْ فِيمَا أَقَامَكَ If you really want to know what position you have in your deen, then see that which moves you. Then see that which moves you. There's a very profound hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, narrated by Imam Muslim on the authority of Abi Hurairah radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. And I really want every single one of you to pay close attention to this profound touching hadith. And it's one of my favorite hadith. If you don't take anything away from this lecture other than this hadith, then be it. Abu Hurairah radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, he narrates that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِنَّمَا مَثَلِي وَمَثَلُ أُمَّتِي the like of me and also my ummah is like the individual who 
started a fire. And I want you all to really just imagine this with me. You're in the dark patches of the night. In the middle of a forest. You start a fire. What happens when you start this fire, brothers and sisters? Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tells us, فَجَعَلَتِ الدَّوَابُ وَالْفَرَاشُ يَقَعْنَ فِيهِ all of the bugs and the insects, they began to hurl themselves at this fire that was started. And you go normally to the Arab world, and it's at night, you switch on the light, right? Inside of your home, you see all the mosquitoes flying in, giving you a very, very hard time, especially if your blood is sweet. You have a lot of cakes and sweets. The mosquitoes that night are going to have a Field day huh? With that sweet blood of yours When these bugs and insects They see a light They go charging towards it Right This is what the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying While I am Holding onto your lower garment your lower garment, what they call the lungi in Urdu. In Arabic, they call it an izar. The lower garment that an individual wears. Imagine the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam holding onto your lower garment, saying to you, O oh Muhammad, O oh Abu Bakr, O oh Umar, O oh Hassan, O oh Hussein, O oh Fatima, O oh Khadija. Stay here. Don't throw yourselves in the fire. And you're running away from the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Charging towards that fire What is the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam trying to say here? I'm telling you that which is going to protect you from the hellfire I want Al-Jannah for you I'm holding on to you And you're just turning the complete opposite direction Running away from that which is going to bring you prosperity In this dunya before the hereafter just imagine that for a moment, brothers and sisters. The Messenger وسلم, calling out to you, saying, don't do this. But what do we do? We'll come back to you later. Let us do what we have to do. Isn't this the essence of how we live our lives when we are instructed to leave off certain things and to carry out certain commandments? But we don't fulfill it. It is as if the speech of the Messenger Sallallahu holds no significance whatsoever. Before I commence with the class, can I have all of you, mashallah, wonderful brothers uh, who are sitting right at the back, come forward please. Unless you're an old man uh, who may have some back problems, I want all of you guys to come forward inshallah ta'ala. Let me ask you guys a question. Who am I going to pick on? No, no, come more forward. Ta'al, ta'al, ta'al. Ta'al. Unless, like I said, unless you're an old guy that has back problems, huh? Allah Azza wa akramak. Allah has given you strength. Huh? And you're sitting at the back. Come on, brothers. Let me ask you guys a question. Where's that brother? You, with the gray hoodie. Yes. Yeah. I meant the brother behind you. Because he was already sitting in the front. Huh? The one behind you. You want to stand up? Or is that too much pressure? Too much pressure. Yeah. 
Have you heard of the famous hadith of Jibreel والسلام, when he came to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi I want to ask you a question. How far was he sitting from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Who can help him out? All the, your friends who are sitting with you at the back. Huh? Go on. Guys, watch. Who wants to be a millionaire? You're 50-50 and then you got the phone. Huh? You want to phone a friend? You want to phone a friend? Huh? How far was he sitting from the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he came? Knee to knee. Excellent. He was so close with the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? What do we take from that? What can we take from that? Huh? You guys are going to, inshallah ta'ala, be scholars of hadith. What can we extrapolate, inshallah? What can we extrapolate from the hadith? Because what did Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam come to do? Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said right at the end, هذا Jibreel. Jibreel came to you, يعلمكم دينكم. He came to you in order to teach you about your religion. Right? So what do we take from this? Jazakumullah khair. When someone comes to teach you about your religion, you get as close as possible. And this is the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why do we always say sunnah? Even the message is called Ahlul Sunnati wa Jama'ah, right? The people who adhere to the Jama'ah, the congregation, and also the sunnah. Right? When you look at what the sunnah means, right? It is that which the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. What the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam done. And whatever he acknowledged, right? There were certain things that were happening in front of the Messenger وسلم, and he would acknowledge it and this became a sunnah. Wouldn't we love to be alongside the Messenger وسلم, Right? Why ask you now? Huh? Tell me about the lifestyles of Logan Paul. Guys are laughing, eh? What Logan Paul does on a day-to-day basis, how he lives his life. I'm sure a lot of you youngsters can tell me. So, hey, why are you guys acting like you, huh? Huh? Yeah. You can tell me. A lot of these YouTube huh? superstars, so, hey, these rappers that we listen to, we read up about their lives, we take them as role models. You can tell me from A to Z, so, hey, what they do and what they don't, what they like and what they don't, how they speak. Even the way they walk, we might imitate them. You can tell me about the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how he lived his life. Hmm? So going back to the point that I was making, right? You want to put yourself to the test of how much you love the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The man who risked everything just so we can have the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a plate. Your Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the battle of Uhud had his helmet smashed. His teeth crushed and his face gashed. This is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who really, really had care and concern about delivering this message to me and you and went through all of these troubles alongside with his companions. 
what they went through, especially in Mecca. Right? When you go back a little bit in history, because the Battle of Uhud took place after he migrated to Al Madina. Sahih? In the third year, right? After migration. Prior to that, his companions they were tortured. You have Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu who had a big huge rock placed onto him. Subhanallah. A big huge rock under the scorching heat. And his response was, Ahad, Ahad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one, is one. They responded to the call of the Messenger sallallahu straight away. Right? The mother of Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Do you know what they done to his mother? Does anyone know? Does anyone have an idea? She was the first martyr in Islam and she was a woman. She was a woman who immediately responded to the Messenger sallallahu when he started his call. You know what they done to her? They tied her on the ground. Huh? They took an arrow and then they placed it in between her legs. They placed it in between her legs and then she ended up what? Departing from this world. Ummu Yasir. Don't forget that name. That's what they went through in order to practice the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Immediately responded to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's call. Right? We don't have these difficulties. We don't have any issues. Even here living in Australia, does anyone pressurized to follow his religion? Let's be honest here. I'm hearing certain areas the Lebanese have taken over. Huh? It's become a Lebanese zone. You're able to practice your religion freely. Can you do that in China? With everything that we hear? Look at what the yoga Muslims are going through. That's actually, wallahi, a blessing in within itself. The freedom that we have. Then how do we choose to live our lives when you really think about it? So the poet, he says, وَقِّرْ نَبِيَّهُ وَعَظِّمْ سُنَّتَهُ قَدِّمْ عَلَى كُلِّ الْوَرَى مَحَبَّتَهُ Honor your Prophet and venerate his sunnah. قَدِّمْ عَلَى كُلِّ الْوَرَى مَحَبَّتَهُ Make sure that the love that you have of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Huh? Precedes everything. Or is prioritized by you over everything. That's a true follower of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right? So here are some examples of how. Sakallah khair. That coffee? I've never drank coffee in my life. So I'm going to give this to someone, inshallah ta'ala. Sheikh. As you're sitting on my right. Huh? Who's the oldest here? Do we have a sheikh old in age? That we can honor him with. The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he told us in a hadith, لَيْسَ مِنَّا لَمْ يُوَقِّرْ كَبِيرَنَا وَلَا يَرْحَمْ صَغِيرَنَا Right? So who can we give this to? Our elders. Also the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, أَتَانِي جِبْرِيلْ فَأَمَرَنِي أَنُقَدِّمَ لَكَ بِرَعَ Jibreel came to me and he told me to Give precedence to the elders. Like, I don't want to 
start asking very sensitive questions about people's ages here. Yeah? But inshallah, just pass it on being in Allah Ta'ala. Huh? Everyone's young, inshallah. Huh? Yeah. I think. Huh? Yeah. Someone will give the brother some tissue. Type. Have you brothers and sisters heard about Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu? Who is Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu? Huh? A companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and come forward. Come. Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the shaitan used to be terrified of him. Even the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Wallahi, la yakhafu minka shaitan. By Allah, the shaitan is terrified of you. Whenever Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu took a path, the shaitan would take fajjan ghayra fajjih. Even the scholars, they took from this, the more higher your iman is, the more the shaitan will be what? Distant from you. You'll be very distant from jinn possession. This is a very hot topic, right? Very intriguing topic as well. Magic and jinn possession and uh, that which falls under it. Huh? Issue of jinn possession, brothers and sisters, is very, very widespread in places like the UK. I don't know if it's here as well. 50-50, huh? yeah? Sorry? Brother said with the sisters. May Allah Azza wa Jal cure them. Right? Iman drops, you're very likely to be possessed by the shaitan. Anyway, this is not a class on jinn possession and magic. The reason why I mentioned Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu, right, is that he had a son called Abdullah ibn Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was second in line from amongst those who narrated the most ahadith. Even an Iraqi in his thousand line poem, he says, وَالْمُكْثِرُونَ فِي رِوَايَةِ الْأَثَرِ أَبُوْ هُرَيْرَةِ لِبْنِ عُمَرِ The one who narrated the most ahadith was who? Abu Hurairah. The one who falls... Second is Abdullah ibn Umar. I believe it's 2,630 hadith that he narrated. So Abdullah ibn Umar was a companion that would try to imitate the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa everything that he done. He would even go to the places that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to. Right? He said, I heard the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, لَا تَمْنَعُوا نِسَاءَكُمُ الْمَسَاجِدِ إِذَا اسْتَأْذَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْهَا you are not allowed to prohibit your wives or your female folk from going to the masjid. This is nahi, it's a prohibition. If they seek your permission. However, Ibn alayhi, there is an additional wording, he says, When they do leave to the masjid, they should leave unbeautified, huh? unperfumed, not making themselves look good when going to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does that make sense? As for you, a husband, you are not allowed to prevent your wife from going to the house of Allah azza wa jal if she seeks your permission. So the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he had some sons. One of them was called Salim, 
And Salim is the one who's narrating this from his father. He also had another son called Bilal. Bilal ibn Abdullahi, when he heard Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu say this, he said, Wallahi, lanamna'uhunna. By Allah, we're going to stop them from going to the masjid. By Allah, he swears by Allah, Wallahi, lanamna'uhunna. We're going to stop them from going to the house of Allah. We don't want our wives to go. And I'm not going to let them go. فَأَقْبَلَ عَلَيْهِ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ بْنُ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ عَنَا As you can imagine, has uh, become absolutely furious. فَسَبَّهُ سَبَّا مَا سَمِعْتُهُ سَبَّا مِثْلَهُ قَطْ He insulted him in a way, reprimanded him in a manner that I never ever heard him previously doing. وَقَالَ أُخْبِرُكَ عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَتَقُولُ وَاللَّهِ لَنَمْنَعُهُنَّ I tell you about what the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said and then you say to me by Allah we're going to stop them that's how furious Abdullah ibn Umar رضي الله تعالى عنهما became his son Salim is saying فَسَبَّهُ سَبَّا سَيَّئًا مَا سَمِعْتُ أَبِي I never ever heard him reprimand anyone like this. Or speak to his son Abdullah, uh, Bilal in that way. So this is how they venerated the sunnah of the Messenger Not that I'm saying brothers that you should go huh, insulting the people who don't follow the Messenger لا. You have to be wise. You have to be soft and gentle. This is a very different case. So Abdullah ibn Umar, amongst his children, right? Who he teaches on a regular basis. And then he responds in this manner. But as for you living in this kind of society, when you advise the people, how should you be advising them? In a rough and tough manner where you end up chasing them away from the religion of Allah? لا. Who is the one who said, Ana Rabbukum Who is the one who said, Ma alimtu lakum in ilahin ghayri? Fir'aun He said I'm your lord the most high I'm your lord the most high Imagine that Do you know anyone who's walking on the streets of Australia Who claims that? Anyone? Do you guys ever come across an individual like that? Who says I haven't come to know about a god other than myself He said The most highest Even then, subhanAllah, when Allah Azza wa Jalla sent Musa and Harun to Fir'aun to advise him, to teach him, what did he tell them or instruct them with? فَقُولَ لَهُ قَوْلًا لَيِّنًا لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَّرُ أَوْ يَخْشَى When you go to make sure you speak to him in a gentle and soft manner, perhaps he may what? Be reminded. Perhaps he may take heed. So the scholars they mentioned, if this is with regards to someone who says Ana Rabbukum al-A'la Then how about the one who says Subhana Rabbi al-A'la in his sujood I know brothers and sisters right It's very hard To see someone going against the deen in your household However Ma'al-Asaf al-Shadid The reality of the matter is We're living in a time and age Right 
When the Muslims have become very, very liberalized, our sisters have been polluted with the feminist mindset, where they will utter and spew all types of filth and evil that comes out of their mouths, right? How are you going to respond? I remember many, many years ago I would say, right, we have to expect, we have to expect our kids to come home, and I said this I think yesterday as well, and say, Dad, huh? Ruqiya and Fatima saying, Dad, this is my boyfriend Mark, this is my boyfriend John, and I want to marry him. Say, how are you going to react? You going to allow your, your Arabian to come out huh? your protective jealousy and start going crazy deal with it accordingly right it's not even that anymore what we need to expect is that our kids will one day wake up and say dad and you got Muhammad saying this dad I'm in love with Mark happens well a lot very much. Hmm? With how he deals with this. This is just the reality of the matter. As the Messenger Sallallahu Three hadith that I quickly mentioned when the Messenger is saying from the signs of the hour is that ilm becomes scarce. Knowledge becomes so, sorry, ignorance becomes so widespread. Zina becomes prevalent as well. There doesn't come a time except that a time that comes after is worse. Holding on to your religion is like holding on to hot coal. That's the reality of the matter. That's why they are in need of Islamic education. Otherwise, don't be surprised, right? When they start bringing home that which they consumed, right? At the universities and schools, which is a breeding ground for kufr and shirk and evil. That was the first example, the second example that I've written down. Hassan al-Basri rahmatullahi alayhi commented on the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, فَلَا Do not do something called adal to your female folk. Like you have a sister, don't do something called al-adal. What does al-adal mean? I'll explain it in a moment inshaAllah ta'ala. He says, قال, حدثني معقل ابن يسار أنها نزلت فيه. Hassan Basri is saying that معقل ابن يسار said to him that this verse or this part of the verse فلا تعضلوهن do not do العضل to your female folk was sent down pertaining to him. He says the following زوجت أختا لي من رجل فطلقها I married my sister of I married my sister off. Marry your sister off, brother and sister, is a very, very noble thing. It really, really is. Today you get people becoming upset if somebody comes and asks you about your sister. Why do you need to get upset? Gets angry. Or his ghayra comes out, the brother, you see him boiling. Lish. He wants to take her in a halal manner. Would you prefer, right, for him to maybe what? Go around in circles and maybe do things to her and what he's coming to you directly. Asking to do it in a halal way. 
Would you rather help than her maybe finding some guy outside? You don't know what he's on. And you have no say whatsoever. After he married her off, he ended up divorcing her. After a woman's divorce, she goes through a waiting period which is referred to in the Sharia as the Idda period. How long is that? Huh? Almost 10 days. It's a long time. Three months? Three months or three menstrual cycles? Ah, there's a difference, brothers. Some women, they have what? Shorter monthly cycles. So for you to tell her now three months, that might be zulm. You're making it longer for her. So it has to be about three menstrual cycles. However, if she doesn't have her monthly uh, cycle, right? We go to the next thing, which is huh? waiting for three months. They've asked for four months and ten days. Asked for a woman who has lost her husband, that she has to wait. Make sense? So when a woman is divorced, after the three month, no, not the three month, the three menstrual cycles that has come to an end, right? Her husband can take her back in that period without having to do a new nikah. So he's divorced her. A couple of days later, he changes his mind. He says, listen, I've taken you back. Does he need to do a nikah? No. Providing that this is after the first talaq and the second talaq. Tayyib. What happens now if the three menstrual cycles comes to an end and now he wants to take her back? What does he have to do? He has to do a nikah again. He has to what? Redo his nikah. Okay? So now after the period came to an end, he came to ask for a hand in marriage again. Second time around he wants to marry her. فَقُلْتُ لَهُ زَوَّجْتُكَ وَفَرَّشْتُكَ أو وَفَرَّشْتُكَ Right. I married you off. I helped you with putting your house together. I honored you. And then you divorced her. And then subhanallah, you want to ask her for a hand in marriage again? After all of that, he says, لا والله لا تعود إليك أبداً. By Allah, she will never come back to you. وَكَانَ رَجُلًا لَا بَأْسَ بِهِ مَعْقِلِ بْنِ Right? He said he was an okay guy. He was, was good. Look how fair he's being. What happens sometimes when a marriage breaks down? Mention about him every insult under the sun. So he never gets married again. You know he's a good person. Right? It's a decent bloke. Huh? Marriages are not always to be. There's hikmah, there's wisdom behind as to why a marriage may break down and then Allah Azza wa Jal may give you a better option down the line. Tayyib. وَكَانَ رَجُلًا لَا بَأْسَ بِهِ وَكَانَتِ الْمَرْأَةُ تُرِيدُ أَنْ تَرْجِعَ إِلَيْهِ And he's saying that his wife and his ex-wife wanted to go back to him. Right? She wanted to go back to him. Sheikh, Jazakallah khair. Barakallah Sheikh. Afwan Sheikh about the coffee. 
I'm not, I didn't want it to go to waste and you know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sent it down. فَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ Allah Azza wa Jalla sent on his verse, فَلَا تَعْضُلُهُنَّ Do not do عَضَلْ of them. Meaning, don't prevent them from getting married. Don't block them from wanting to get back with this guy. Right? It's a type of oppression. I know the father has the right to the wilaya, the guardianship. You are not allowed to marry a woman unless you seek permission from from a father. As the Messenger said, There's no nikah except with the permission of the guardian. In another hadith, we are told, Any woman who marries without the permission of her guardian, her nikah is batil, her nikah is batil, her nikah is. Batil. It is invalid, invalid. He said it three times. Huh? You don't just like write up this contract between you and her. Or you just drop the guy, yani the father, bring some next guy that you've never heard of. Can you just be the witness and whatever? Let's write it up and then khalas, you go home with her. It doesn't work like that. There's a whole system in the sharia. So when this verse came down, what was the response of Ma'aqal ibn Yasar? Yeah, but, no, but, kayf, wa madriyash, but, he did this, la. Al-an af'alu, ya Rasulullah. The verse came down, Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reciting this verse onto Ma'aqal ibn Yasar. Straight away, fazawwajaha iyyah. He married his sister off to this individual. Subhanallah. An immediate response to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down onto his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, brothers and sisters, how much are we in need of applying this hadith? What is very, very common in the UK and also here amongst Muslims. And this, ma'al-asif is shadeed, it's sorry to say We've taken this from the kuffar. That which relates to huh, custody rights. Comment. Put your hand up if you come to know about a case like that. The sheikh put his hand up straight away. Huh? Now honestly guys, I just want to have an idea of how common it is. SubhanAllah. He said it's an understatement. To say too common is an understatement. Allah yarhamkum ya'ala australia. May Allah have mercy upon you guys. Right? Custody rights. If he doesn't get it his way, I'm going to take it to the Australian courts. Or if she doesn't take or get it her way, because in the UK, the law huh, is in the hands of the woman. Is it here as well? Oh dear. Huh? So it favors the woman. More than the guy. Just yesterday, subhanAllah, one of the brothers, one of the du'atiyah, he was telling me that sometimes he sits between the husband and the wife looking to find a solution to their problems. She doesn't get it her way. 
on my bike. Huh? To the courts. SubhanAllah. And we know that zulm, brothers and sisters, oppression is one of the worst things that you could do. It will come back to haunt you sooner or later. It will come back to haunt you sooner or later. And especially if you're turning your child against his father or the other way around. Well, I remember, subhanAllah, this is a close relative of mine. From a very young age, the mother instilled within her son, your dad doesn't like you. Your dad doesn't want anything to do with you. Your dad doesn't look after you financially. When he's been sending money for years, all the way up until he came to the UK. He was always very dutiful to his mother. Comes to the UK. UK. Where everything's... Hmm? What do you think happened? It was only a matter of time that he turned against his mother. It reached the point where the mother had no choice but to speak to her ex-husband, of course the father of a child, and say, I can't do anything. It's in your hands. The ball's in your court. It's a little bit too late now, isn't it? After he's grown old in age and he's become so stubborn. Huh? That's the sad reality of this dunya, brothers and sisters. I believe in something called what goes around, comes around. Is this a shari aspect of our, you know, is it a deen related issue? Yes, it is. Especially you guys who mess around with women. If you have a sister, be extra careful. What goes around comes around. You want to mess around with other people's daughters, right? And even their wives at times. Don't be upset when it happens back to you. What goes around comes around. In another narration we are told فَدَعَى رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أو فَدَعَاهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَقَرَ عَلَيْهِ Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم called him and he said Come O Ma'aqil He read the eye on him فَتَرَكَ الْحَمِيَّةِ He put his ego to the side He stepped on his ego He bit on his tongue And sometimes you have to do that Right وَاسْتَقَادَ لِأَمْرِ اللَّهِ And he what? Adhere to the commandment of Allah Your ego is not above the instruction of Allah Think you can oppress the people Just because huh? You might have a bigger position than them in society Or you may think that the law is on your side Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is greater than everything that we've just mentioned Greater than you and whatever you plan to do I really like this third example. How long do we have, uh, Zakaria? Before we have to? Huh? 20 minutes, yeah? Put your hand up if you have a bit of an anger problem. I think that's it. Huh? <laughs> he says that this is an Arab thing. Huh? Hey, we can make Arab jokes, huh? Because we're all Arabs, huh? On Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma anna rajulun istadhan ala Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu fa'adhina lahu. 
a man sought permission to enter upon Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu faqala lahu and he said Ibn al-Khattab O son of al-Khattab Wallahi ma tu'atina al-jazla ay al-ata al-kathir wa ma tahkumu baynana bil-adl Allahu Akbar comes to Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu the khalif of the muslimin and he says O Ibn al-Khattab it's like saying O you you don't give us enough and you don't judge fairly when dealing with our disputes. He's saying this to Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. فَغَضِبَ عُمَرُ حَتَّى هَمَّ بِأَنْ يَقْعَ بِهِ Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala became furious. And he was about to strike him. فَقَالَ الْحُرُّ إِبْنُ قَيْسِ وَكَانَ مِنْ جُلَسَيْ عُمَرُ الْحُرُّ إِبْنُ قَيْسِ who used to sit in the gatherings of Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Let me ask you this question. Who's more knowledgeable and virtuous? Al-Hur ibn Qais or Umar al-Khattab? Is there any doubt about that? Even if you don't know Al-Hur ibn Qais, right? You wouldn't say that he's more virtuous than Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Because Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala is a household name. Right? And he said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen. إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى قَالَ لِنَبِيَّهِ Oh, Umar al-Khattab, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said to his prophet, خُذِ الْعَفْوَى وَأْمُرْ بِالْعُرْفِ وَأَعْرِضْ عَنِ الْجَاهِلِينَ وَهَذَا مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, pardon. خُذِ الْعَفْوَى Command with good and turn away from the ignorant. وَإِنَّ هَذَا مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ Indeed, he is from the ignorant. والله ما جاوزها عمر حين تلاها عليه وكان وقافا عند كتاب الله. He says عمر بن الخطاب moment he heard that. His fairness has been questioned. His judgments, brothers and sisters, has been what thrown up in the air, right? There's a question mark around عمر الخطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه عدالة. Him being upright. But he was now told about this verse, وَكَانَ وَقَافًا عِنْدَ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ فَوَاللَّهِ مَا جَاوَزَهَا He did not even think about, you know what, let me still continue doing whatever I thought of doing, which is to strike him. As he was somebody who would adhere to anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his Quran. Allah is speaking here. It's not some random individual. Allahu Jalla fi ula. Is telling you you need to do this. If your mom was calling you and saying, Ya Muhammad, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And you said to her, Mom, wait, I'm going to come back to you. Would you consider that to be disrespectful? Would that be disrespectful? Let's be honest. 110%. Allah is greater than the Prophet and your mother times 10. And also, subhanAllah, did Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an respond to Al-Hur ibn Qais by saying, listen, I'm the Amir. I'm the leader. You shouldn't dare to question whatever I want to do. Was that his response? He was somebody who was what? Humble. Put his ego to the side. Well, I sometimes you hear statements, and I used to hear it quite often back in the day, 
right? He want to teach me how to make wudu, and I used to clean your backside. One time, subhanAllah, when I was in Yemen, I heard an audio of one of the flag bearers of the da'wah in the UK saying, you want to teach me what is right and what is wrong, and I knew about the sunnah. I knew about the way of the salaf before you knew what a sandwich was. Wallahi, I heard this from my own ears. This is arrogance. Arrogance is what, as the Prophet said, to reject the truth and to belittle the people. Isn't that so? You want to be someone who Allah raises and learn to humble yourself. Yes, it will be something that burns you. Having to just admit, okay, I was wrong. But remember, being raised in the eyes of the people is not in the hands of the people. No matter how much they puff you up and they make you feel and Allah can just drop you and then raise somebody else. Never does one humble himself. Allah raises him. Yeah. Fudayl ibn Iyad, he mentions when he was asked about the tawadu and taqda lil haqi wa tanqada lahu, that you submit yourself to the truth and not you are submissive to it. Look what he then said, وَلَوْ سَمِعْتَهُ مِنْ أَجْهَلِ النَّاسِ قَبِلْتُهُ مِنْ وَلَوْ سَمِعْتُهُ مِنْ صَبِيٍّ قَبِلْتُهُ مِنْ If you were to hear it from the most ignorant of people, you accept the truth from him. You were to hear it from a child, you accept it from him. You what? Accept it from him. That is what a tawadu. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant us that. How many have we taken so far? Three examples. If I were to ask you guys, can you guys list it? One after the other? This is why having a pen and a paper, or if you want to have a phone or an iPad, you know the poet, he says, La Buddha, it's a must that the talib, the student, he carries with him a scrap paper. Huh? He writes when he rides and he writes when he walks. Of course, because we're living in the time of the millennials or in the era of uh, the millennials, right? I had to change up the line of poetry a little bit. So I said, Kunash, scrap paper. No one carries scrap paper. So to make it rhyme, I said, Ibad, meaning an iPad. Uh? <laughs> Write down all of your notes. Up until recently, I used to make dua for Steve Jobs. You guys heard of Steve Jobs? Who's Steve Jobs? Founder of Apple, mashallah. Jameel. When did he pass away? You guys know? Who said that? 2011. I think someone around the time, yeah. But I only found that recently. I used to make dua for him all the way up until recently. Because of what? He invented the notes page. The notes has made my life so easy. Even the notes that I'm reading from now is something that I put together maybe years ago. But now, when I'm asked to do a lecture, just take it out, search it, put a word in, the whole notes page comes up. And this is when you really huh, take utter joy out of 
the tiredness that you used to go through in writing down your notes. Because huh? you are bound to forget. The insan, which means human being, right? The insan was not called insan except because he forgets. If you look at the root letters, huh? Noon, seen, and ya. Nasa, yansa, or nasiya, yansa, alif. Noon, seen, and alif. Next example. Again, for those who are, huh, have some anger issues. وعن ابي ذر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال كان يسقي على كان يسقي على حوض له فجاء قوم فقال ايكم يورد على ابي ذر ويحتسب شعرات من راسه فقال رجل انا فجاء الرجل فاورد عليه الحوض فدقه وكان ابو ذر قائما فجلس ثم اضطجع فقيل له يا ابا ذر تجس كويكلي سامرايز حديث ابو ذر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال هي سيد that he was at his fountain, the water comes out of, right? And he was watering. So a group of people came, and they began to just dare one another, who's going to go and take from Abu Dhar's fountain? And he'll probably get harmed in the way. Probably get boxed and all of his hairs, you need to count it. Huh? Who's going to go and do it? فَقَالَ رَجُّنْ دَوْنَ I'm going to go. فجاء فأورد عليه الحوض فدقه وابنت he ended up breaking his fountain what did Abu Dhar رضي الله تعالى عنه do what do you think he done he said he punched him no no he didn't punch him made dua for him made dua for him هذا الثاني Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he was standing up. What did he do? Immediately he sat down. After sitting down, he goes and lies down. So then he asked, he was, he was asked like, فَخِيلَ لَهُ لِمَا جَلَسْ Why did you say, مَنْ طَجَعَتْ And then he ended up lying down. He said, إِنَّ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالَ لَنَا Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, he said to us, إِذَا غَضِبَ أَحَدُكُمْ هُوَ قَائِمٌ فَلْ يَجْلِسْ if one becomes angered, right, and he's standing up, let him go and sit down. فَإِنْ ذَهَبَ عَنْهُ الْغَضَبُ وَإِلَّا إِشْ فَلْيَطَّجِعُ If it's anger, diffuses, if not, then let him go and what? Lie down. Narrated by Imam Ahmed rahmatullahi alayhi. Let's be honest, have we ever done that? Have we ever done that? Someone's angered us, became infuriated, Thought about you know what? Let me sit down to cool myself down. Maraikum. Uh, feel like maybe your ego is trampled with, uh, or this may show a weakness to the one who's angering you. Reason why you're being told to sit down and to lie down, it's meant to cool you down, it's a mechanism now to cool you down. Also, the Messenger told us, right, that when an individual becomes angry, he should what? He should make wudu, to cool himself down. 
What was Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu called? Does anyone know? Why did the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one time call him? Abu Turab. Why did he call him Abu Turab? What does Turab mean? And that, your son. He called him the dirt. Not like the dirt, yani dirt. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. The soil, they would call it. In English, they call it, they say dirt. Huh? But the father of soil, or Turab of sand. Why? One time, the Messiah found him lying down in a masjid. Why was he lying down in a masjid? Why was he sleeping there when he has a house? Going to fight. Huh? They got into an argument. Huh? Ali ibn Abi Talib, what did he do? Walked out of the house in order to defuse the situation. All of these points that I just mentioned, it is there to what? Diffuse your anger. Hmm? You stand there, especially when she's getting huh, under your central nervous system. And she can't stop whinging and talking and, and she's going on and on and on. Huh? And the two wires are about to touch one another. Psh, huh? Because you're about to blow up in a moment. Yani, in essence, it's a TNT that is waiting to blow up. Before anybody cuts out, we're not speaking about bombs, huh? Figuratively speaking. Just in case there are undercovers, yeah. We're talking about those that are no different to the undercover agent who might become furious with his wife and she gets under his central nervous system. Next example. How many is that? Four. عن عمر أو عن عمر ابن أبي سلمة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال كنت غلاما في حجري رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وكانت يدي تطيش في الصحفة عمر ابن أبي سلمة says I was a young infant who the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم was looking after so one time food was brought and my hand was going everywhere my hand was going everywhere Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to me, he says, Ya Ghulam, O young one, Sammillah, wa kul biyaminik, wa kul mimma yarik. Mention the name of Allah, say Bismillah, eat with your right hand and eat that which is in front of you. Umar ibn Misalama radiallahu ta'ala anhu, as a young child, from that moment on, what did he say? Fama zala tilka ti'mati ba'd. I continued eating like that from that moment on. We can take so many benefits from this narration. So many benefits. How often have I advised the parent to do something about what the child is doing? You know what the response would normally be? Oh, he's just a young child. I remember one time telling a relative, your daughter listening to Justin Bieber. Just leave her. She's just a child. She'll leave her off eventually. 
Have you guys heard of that method, that saying? You can't teach an old dog what? New tricks. Very difficult. From a very young age, as Hassan al-Basri mentioned, العلم في الصغر كالنخش في الحجر What you learn at a young age is like carving into a stone. It becomes instilled within them from a very, very young age. Wallahi, they could be as young as one year, maybe what, three, four months. They tend to imitate their fathers. So look at that brother who's praying with his son right at the back of the masjid. What a beautiful example. Because he idolizes his father. It is his father that is his role model. Sahih? You don't even need to speak. The children, they learn with their eyes more than they learn with their ears. Agreed? Wallahi, even if they are as young as one year of age. Have you guys heard of Tamiya? You know Tamiya? Huh? Tamiya is one year and five months. But she prays. You guys ever heard a young child praying? Can't happen. And many one and a half year old children, they pray as well. Is it because the mom drags them and makes them pray? La. Because they are watching their parents doing something, huh? they'll go to the musalla and start what, going into sujood like that. Taymiyyah, may Allah Azza wa preserve her, even when she starts praying and sticking her head onto the ground, she starts doing this with her mouth. What is she doing? She's imitating her parents when they read in the salah. Because Taymiyyah sees her mother wearing hijab, she sometimes goes and picks up the hijab and puts it on. And then she comes running to us, look at me. And she wants what? Acknowledgement for what she's doing. From a very young age, they can what? Have Islamic values instilled within them. You see little children, the age of one, two, three, on TikTok today, jumping up and down. Jumping up and down on TikTok, playing to the music. As young as that. Tiblesh, how did that come about? Because they saw everybody doing it, they started doing it as well. We gave them these apps, and this, now the children, at the age of one and a half, they start doing this with their hands. Sometimes what Taymiyyah does is, when the mom speaking to her father, she sees that red button, she goes and clicks on it, switches off the call. So every time she's looking for the red button, switches off. They know how to use a phone. Huh? So from a very young age, they become exposed to apps like what? TikTok. By the way, brothers, you may not necessarily agree with what I say. I'm totally against TikTok. It still surprises me when I walk around sometimes, wherever I go, people are saying, oh, you're the guy on TikTok. No, I warn against TikTok. One brother even said to me, subhanAllah, I don't know anyone that warns against TikTok more than you because I have a couple of videos online. And you're the one that's going viral on TikTok. Ma'al-Asaf. Honestly, brothers and sisters, Wallahi, giving them these apps at a very young age, I honestly, 
feel as if we're giving them petrol and fire. Hey, yeah, Muhammad, take this cup that has petrol in it. Take these matches as well and start playing. And I don't buy the argument of the Islamic content on there. Yes, there is. The way I look at TikTok is, you know when a building, imagine this masjid is burning now. What would everybody do? You guys would run out, sah? And then, what would you do after running out of the masjid? Call the firefighter, right? Uh, would anybody in their right mind walk into the masjid to have a cup of water? Let me go get the bottle of water to drink. No, no, not the bottle of water to extinguish the fire. I need to quickly go to the kitchen. I'm thirsty. I'm going to drink water and come back out. Drinking water is a benefit. Sahih. That's the way I look at TikTok. Taking a little bit of benefit. However, you need to walk into the masjid that is burning down to the ground. An app, or should I say a music app that's been created for one to dance, wriggle his body while music is worth playing in the background. When you get a chance, go to my YouTube channel. There's a video of a young child asking the question. Have you seen the video? And that video, subhanAllah, we're speaking about TikTok. It got like millions of views on TikTok. Huh? He's asking, why shouldn't I be on, on TikTok? And then I ask him, hey, you tell me about TikTok. When you go on TikTok, what do you see? This is a young child saying an old man. He says an old man wriggling his body, dancing with music playing in the background. And then everyone in the midst starts laughing. And he says, I'm going to tell my mom to get off TikTok. Allah is a musibah. It honestly is a musibah. Right. And the child is just bound to follow their parents Would you guys agree with that? Just as we saw Sorry Sheikh I, I made everybody turn towards your direction while you're praying See the young child doing exactly what the father does huh? If the mother has TikTok and, and I remember subhanAllah An auntie came up to me and, and she said Can you talk to my daughter? Can you tell her to get off TikTok? I asked this auntie who was wearing a jilbab and a hijab, auntie, do you have Snapchat on your phone? Do you have Snapchat on your phone, auntie? Like, why do you want her to get off TikTok? She's just using an app that is very similar to the one that you're using. Hmm? Somalis, they have a method. They have a saying. Tell me if it's right, huh? Somali? Gil kumara. You know what I mean? Wherever the camel goes, the children they go the exact same direction. They're bound to follow. Also, you have Subhanallah Ubad Masamata radiallahu ta'ala teaching his child al aqidah from a very young age. Ya bunay. Kadawa kadawa kada. Right? Messenger is teaching Abdullah ibn Abbas, the young man, Aqidah from a very young age, instilling with him the Islamic belief. So the moment he hears a couple of things, he's not just going to shake. His faith won't just become shaky like that. As you mentioned, and I'll keep repeating it while I'm here. 
we send our kids to university. I'm not saying don't take them to school, right? However, it may well be that you have to take your children out of school huh? because they're going to now enforce upon them. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not imposing anything, by the way. Huh? They will start enforcing upon them to Hmm? Ah, free music has been happening for time. Huh? Not even a guys, this has been happening for years. Well, not so long ago, I, to, I, was, I was told that they got the little kids to dress up with what the opposite gender wears in one of the schools. Again, I just want to thank the Australian government for allowing me into the country to speak the, the hack, huh? How many examples is that? Five. How long do we have? We'll take the five, inshallah ta'ala. Yeah. brothers and sisters. May Allah Azza wa honor every single one of you for attending the class, even with short notice. Right? This wasn't even, subhanAllah, part of the program itself. It was only organized last night. As I was walking out of the lecture, I was getting a phone call, brother telling me I need to put it up on my Instagram. Huh? So, Jazakumullah khair for attending on such short notice. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.